You've survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Black Man with a Gun Show. This week, we're going to shoot Uncle Tom. And a couple of readers check in with your brother and um, answering some of their questions. Some quick shout outs, and we're out. Hoping you're having a great October. I am busy. The wife is upstairs singing and cleaning pots and pans. So this is going to be a short show because I got to go chase her around the room a bit. All about the passion, baby. And my gun ain't the only thing that's smoking. Boom, 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 boom. This is the Black Man with the Gun Show. Pro-Gun Podcast. And I'm your host, Ken Blanchard. All right, welcome back. Another fun-filled episode of the Black Man with the Gun Show. You know, for the past couple of weeks, I have not been talking that much about firearms themselves. It's been more about gun rights and the issues that we deal with as firearms community. Right now, I'm dealing really heavily with the social aspect of firearms ownership in the African-American community. All the issues, the stuff that nobody wants to say. I'm making sure that I get it all out of my system so that I can concentrate on what matters. And what matters is you. I'm hoping that you're having a great October. I'm hoping that the year is is okay. Times are tough everywhere, but we all get along with a little help from our friends. I wouldn't have got this far if it hadn't been for you. Absolutely. After John Wayne leads us in the Pledge of Allegiance, we're going to get on with this episode and talk about Uncle Tom. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. One of the benefits of being a gun rights activist is that I became a better citizen of the United States of America. I no longer was one of the masses that just exist without any knowledge of history, politics, or power. I didn't realize that people of color were and still are the pawns in gun control arguments back then. We are played on all sides and against each other. It happens because the majority of us don't know it. After 25 years of activism, I've come to shoot Uncle Tom and expose him for all his worth. Originally, Uncle Tom was a title character in an 1852 novel by abolitionist Harriet Beecher Stowe. She was a preacher's kid from Connecticut. In the original story, Uncle Tom was martyred to protect other slaves. Over time, it has been synonymous with a black man betraying his own people to be in good standing with the white man. It's a derogatory term for an African-American who doesn't stand up for racism. Being a gun rights activist has made me a student of American history, human behavior, and society. I have wondered why Americans can still have a race riot and still need movements like Black Lives Matter in 2015. Why are people still stuck? Why are we still stuck? Why does it seem like we are going backwards? Why are people still exploiting us? I'm going to answer my own questions here in a bit if you just stay with me for a minute. I got involved in this argument in my 20s. By accident or divine incident, I became almost a real version of Sam Greenleaf's fictional character, 
and the spook who sat behind the door. Never heard of that book? Check it out. One of my discoveries in this journey is that in spite of the race issues, gun rights is not a white or black issue. It's a political issue. It's a power issue. Americans are still divided on this and people capitalize on it. The power that could be harnessed if African-Americans stop Uncle Tom, steam the crabs in the barrel, bury Willie Lynch, and heal from the Stockholm Syndrome would be amazing. We could actually respect ourselves. We could be more than consumers. We could be, as we say in church, the head and not the tail. One of my personal struggles was under the fallacy of Uncle Tom. I've heard it all my life, and it's tiring. I've learned there's not just African Americans that have this guy. Believe it or not, almost every culture of color has this guy. We just have a name for him. Every culture that is stuck, fearful, or jealous. If you have used the term Uncle Tom in a derogatory manner, it says a lot about you. It says you're stuck, fearful of change, or envious. There are a minute few of us that can't change our situation, but believe it or not, most of us can. We are stuck for one of the following reasons. I came up with eight. There will probably be more, but this is what I got so far. We're stuck economically, spiritually, mentally, geographically, physically, educationally, emotionally, and systematically. Now I could go on for a good hour if I would have broke down all eight. And the coping device for being stuck is to project your anger, your frustration, your negative energy and imagery toward the person that is different from you, not in your situation, that got ahead, that went ahead, that did something different. You know what I'm saying? Think about it before you respond. When you are too close to something or in survival mode, then you can't philosophize about it. I've been black all my life. I've been a firearms instructor since 1986. I've been a gun rights activist since 1991. I realize that we have a caste system in America. Because we are a free nation, some choose down, not knowing they have been conditioned to stay there. Folks will allow you to stay there too. Misery loves company. There are folks that make money off your suffering and off your back, self-pity and ignorance. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. says that no one can ride your back without your permission. We're involved unconsciously in the psychological phenomenon called groupthink. It's where we desire harmony or conformity even to the point of irrationality and dysfunctional behavior or decisions. To be loyal to the group, you have to suppress common sense, alternate viewpoints, and isolate yourself from outside influences. Anyone that challenges any of this stuff is called an Uncle Tom. The Japanese culture has a phrase that says, in essence, keep your head down. It's the exposed nail that gets hammered. Are you hearing me? The Near East, the Indians have what they call the untouchables. There are other cast down groups like the Coolies, 
the peons, and a host of other cast-down people that stay in their place. You ever heard of the phrase, crabs in a barrel? The crabs in a barrel syndrome, technically, is said when harvesting crabs, the crab as a group will pull down any crab that starts to climb out of the barrel in an attempt to be the first out of the barrel that holds them in. In the case of people, is when we hurt those in our community attempting to get ahead. Often this is applied to people in a poor community where one person is starting to get ahead. The collective community becomes jealous or filled with a sense of self-loathing, so they find a way to pull that person back down to the community's level. We do it unconsciously sometimes. We do it in our verbiage. We do it in our talk. And then there's the hypocrisy of it all. There are people that know better but exploit it for media juice, for power, and for politics. It makes good titles. It makes good content. It can stir people. It's the low-hanging fruit. People that could actually help but do not. People that could actually educate but do not. People that keep the status quo. They benefit off the negatives. Gun control is and has always been about people control. This is my shot at Uncle Tom. I hope I gave you some ammunition to confront it when you see him again. Gandhi once said, Many people, especially ignorant people, want to punish you for speaking the truth, for being correct, for being you. Never apologize for being correct or for being years ahead of your time. If you're right and you know it, speak your mind. Speak your mind. Even if you are a minority of one, the truth is still the truth. I am Reverend Ken Blanchard, and thank you for listening. Every day may not be good, but there is something good in every day. Hi, this is your friend and brother from another mother. And I got a new podcast that I want to invite you to check out. It's called The Ken Blanchard Show. Some days you have to create your own sunshine, inspiration, enthusiasm, classic Ken Blanchard. Positive. So positive you want to be a proton. For details, go to KenBlanchardShow.com. Being an armed citizen means having a gun with you all the time. Carrying a firearm every day requires a holster that is both concealable and comfortable. Whether you choose our Super Tuck Deluxe or Mini Tuck, you'll have the confidence that comes from being discreetly and comfortably armed, prepared to face unforeseen dangers. Crossbreed holsters are handmade in the USA, come with a lifetime warranty and a two-week try-it-free guarantee. Order your holster today at CrossbreedHolsters.com. I want to give a shout out to the National African American Gun Association organization founded NAAGA.co. Phil Smith is a part of that. He's the president of NAAGA and he gave me a shout this week. Also, I want to give a shout out to GeorgiaCarry.org. They got some stuff happening down in Georgia. If you are in that area of the world, you must be a member of Georgia Carry. Here in Maryland, we got some issues. We've always had some issues. And I got a nice note from Brian out of Fort Washington, Maryland. And Brian says, I'm contacting you for some advice with a problem I have with Walmart. I live in the most affluent African-American counties in the country, Prince George's County, Maryland. 
Like all responsible gun owners, we are always looking for the best deal on ammo we can find. Ammo has 60 stores in Maryland and four stores in Prince George's County, yet no ammo is sold in the county. My local store is in Clinton, Maryland, minutes from Andrews Air Force Base. The population is 70% African American and 20% white. If I want to buy ammo, I must drive 30 miles away to Charles County La Plata store with a population of 66% white and 27% African American. I have contacted Walmart main offices and stores to no avail. This says to me that they do not want African Americans to be armed, yet alone have ammunition. This is a pure case of racism and discrimination. And this is what I wrote in response. Dear brother, I feel your pain. Although I have no proof, this is what I believe to be the backstory. We just have had one of the most anti-gun governors in Maryland leave the state, i.e. former Governor Martin O'Malley. He was supported by many anti-rights groups. I am certain there was a wink-wink, nod-nod agreement made for Walmart not to sell ammunition in our neighborhood in order to be allowed to do business. We also have anti-gun county council people that also would facilitate such a deal. It was probably mentioned during his attempt to promote uh, ammunition micro-stamping or some other prohibition which Walmart chose not to participate in. Having seen the enemy up close, this is what I believe we are dealing with. And the only way to fight this stuff is to make it known to everybody. And it's also one of those things that you can help with if you join the new Maryland Shall Issue group. We need ammo like ammo like this. We need to be concerted effort. We need to know what our problems are so that we can change them. And this is one that wouldn't wouldn't get on the radar unless we bring it up. MarylandShallIssue.org, and you can't change anything unless you become a part of the solution. And there's a new group coming out too called 2AO.org that I'll be working with. So check them out when you get a chance, and thank you so much, man, for bringing that up. Brian, I feel you, man. We're going we're gonna to fix this thing. All right? And I got a message from John B., he says he recently purchased a handgun and will start training very soon. Have you done a show on gun range etiquette? I need to know this so I don't make any newbie mistakes. And that's some smart stuff. John B., gun etiquette equals safety. If you want to be really sharp on the range, be the safest person there. If you really want to have really good gun etiquette, you want to be really, really polite you want to be a good society member and you want to be really, really safe. That means if you can holster your gun, you do. If you can stay where your firearm is, you do. You don't wave your gun around. You don't show it to anybody unless ask. Everything's done. Super, super safe. You make sure that your firearm's always pointed down range. Um, you just do everything by the book and that is gun range etiquette. The more anal you are, the more mature you look. There are folks in the gun community that sometimes we get a little bit too cocky, a little bit too comfortable, and that's when accidents happen. The gun safety rules are really simple. We make them into four or to three, but 10 is a good number as well. Always keep the muzzle pointed in a safe direction. Firearms should be unloaded when not actually in use and don't rely on your gun safety. Because you are the safety, be sure of your target and what's beyond it. Always use correct ammunition. And if your gun fails to fire when the trigger is pulled, handle it with care. Make sure your gun is pointed in a safe direction. And the safe direction 
is where in case of a discharge, it will not hurt anyone or not go where it will cause damage. Always wear eye and ear protection when you shoot. Make sure the barrel of your firearm is clear of obstructions before you shoot. Don't alter or modify your gun. Always have your firearm serviced and learn the nomenclature, the mechanical and handling characteristics of the firearm you are using. When in doubt, put it down. And I think that's it. I'm hoping that you're still checking out the $10 Gun Club. We're still in beta. Um, please bear with us as we work out some kinks. There are some technical issues we're trying to work out, but still need you to join it and tell us when there's something that's wrong because we can't fix it unless you know it's broke. So the $10 Gun Club is still our project. Still need you to go there. Um, also, shouting out to uh, Hank and Lola Strange, to Argo J, and to you and that new listener who just discovered me after all these years. Hope you like the show. This one's super short, so maybe you can get it in and then go back and check some of the other stuff that I've done. My main man, David Cole, from blackmanwiththegun.com, has two great articles about D. Watkins, who had an essay on salon, salon.com that was just talking crazy. David Cole has some good perspective on it, and I think you'll like it. Go check it out at blackmanwiththegun.com. Look for David Cole's article. All right, that's a wrap. That means it's time to go upstairs and get romantical. Yeah, it's all fall and cool, and the wind is blowing, and, well, you know. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody. I'm hoping that I made some sense today. And uh, even though I didn't keep you long, I'm hoping that I held you strong. This is your friend and your brother, Ken Blanchard. And just in case you didn't know it, I love you. And there's not a darn thing you can do about it. If you want to contact me, feel free to send me an email or find any of the contact information that you will see at blackmanwithagun.com. All right, this concludes another week of us being together. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me at blackmanwiththegun.com and all my sites on blanchardmediagroup.com. Until next week, shalom, baby.